the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Praise the Lord, and welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you for the next hour, taking your calls and talking about the Bible. But before we do anything, uh, let's go into prayer. Would you uh, come with me in prayer? Would you pray with me and pray for me and pray for this program, that the Lord would use this next hour for his purpose, for his purpose in our lives, that he would strengthen and empower us to go forth in his will, that his blessings would be amongst us in our midst. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. We ask, Lord, your blessing upon this next hour, Lord, that your glory would be seen, that your glory would be known, Lord, that your power would be amongst us, in our midst, Lord. Lord, that we would have this confidence to come before you in prayer, that we would have a confidence to come to you and seek you, Lord, tonight, Father, in your word. Lord, that we would gather together now, tonight, in this place, Lord. Lord, wherever we are, in our homes, in our cars, Lord. Wherever we are, you come and you meet up with us, Lord, when we seek you, when we desire you, when we when we call out to your to, to, to your holiness, when we call out to your power, when we call out, Lord, to have your will done in our lives. So I just pray, Lord, for each and every listener, Lord, that the power of God would be manifest tonight, Lord, in prayer, that the power of God would be manifest, Lord, in your word, Lord, that you would, Lord, just reach out to your people in your word, in your truth, in your power. Father, I pray for your blessing in this next hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, I'd like to thank you and welcome you to listen to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. This is a live program. We're here in studio, ready to take your calls, ready to pray for your prayer requests, ready to seek the, 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 the Bible, the Word of God for the answer to your questions. So if you have a prayer request, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you want to stand in the gap tonight for for a loved one, for somebody who you know is sick or suffering or, or is in need of a prayer, call in tonight. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on the air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you want to stand in the gap and pray for somebody tonight that you know is going through something, listen to what the Bible says. The Bible tells us in First John, uh, the fifth chapter, it says, this is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. You can know this. You can know in your heart of hearts that if you come before the Lord in prayer tonight, if you come with faith and trust, if you place that faith and trust in the holy and awesome God, you can have this confidence that you know that he hears you. And if he hears you, you know that you have the requests that you ask of him when we ask according to his will, when we ask according to his purpose, when we seek God for what he desires to do in our lives and in the lives of our loved ones. So call tonight and let's stand in the gap. Let's stand in the gap with prayer to a holy and awesome God who's able to do abundantly, exceedingly beyond what we ask. 
So the number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you want to seek the Lord for your needs, for the needs of your loved ones or your family, your relative, call in. The number is one 888 995 5552. That's also the number to call if you have a question about Christianity, a question about the Bible, uh, a question about any particular topic that's on your mind tonight concerning the Lord, concerning uh, the Bible, concerning Christianity, religion, uh, whatever's on your mind tonight. You can call in tonight with your questions about uh, the Bible, about the cults, the occult, uh, any Christian topic. Uh, you can call in about world religions. If you have a question on world religions, whatever's on your mind tonight, the, the Bible holds the answer to your question. The Bible holds the answer to our questions of, of, of why are we here? What are we doing here? How do we, how do we uh, uh, reach God? How, do we, how are we saved? Whatever's your question tonight, call in. I'd love the opportunity to seek the Lord, to seek the Bible uh, on on whatever's going on in your life. So the number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, or if you'd like to ask a Bible question, if you have something you want to talk about, some kind of Bible topic that you want to bring up tonight that you need an answer on, call in. The number is 1-888-995-5552. As always, I want to remind you that we get together on Friday nights for prayer and for worship in, in uh, Arcadia, and you can uh, come and visit at uh, the address is 805 North 1st Avenue, in the city of Arcadia, and we get together to pray, to worship, to seek the Lord. It's a it's a prayer and worship meeting. We want to get before the Lord in worship. We want to come before the Lord and just pray and worship and seek God for all that He wants to do, for all that He desires to do in our lives, in our families' lives. So come and worship with us. Let's gather together as the body of Christ. Let's gather together as Christians seeking the Lord. As Christians seeking God's presence, seeking God's strength and his power, his mercy, his grace to, to, to take us forward in this life. Come and worship with us. Come and praise the Lord together with us. Come and, and pray and seek the Lord for, the, for, for all of the needs that are in your life that you know that are in other people's lives. We just want to come together and worship and praise and glorify God. So if you'd like to come and worship, if you'd like to uh, come and worship with us, on Friday nights, it's in Arcadia at 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's very easy to get to. Uh, it's You just take the uh, 210 freeway into the Pasadena, Arcadia area, get off at Santa Anita Avenue, go north one block to Foothill Boulevard, make a right, uh, go another block to 1st Avenue, make another right, and you'll see us uh, down the street on the corner of 1st and Forest. That's 805 North first avenue in the city of arcadia friday nights at eight o'clock also sunday mornings uh we have a, a church uh sunday morning church at 10 o'clock 10 a.m pastor walter is a pastor and he'll be preaching tomorrow morning so if you need a per- place to worship on sunday mornings if you'd like to visit or you need a church uh you're looking for a church come and visit us and see uh if that's where the lord would have you on sunday mornings at 10 a.m at 805 north first avenue um, so also I want to just uh, mention Harvest Crusade. We've got less than a week, uh, to the Harvest Crusade in Anaheim at Angel Stadium with Pastor Greg Laurie. Uh, we're part of the, uh, the Harvest Crusade. We're going to be a part of it next Sunday. Uh, we'll be there, uh, a week from, from tomorrow, a week from, from this Sunday. We'll be out there for the Harvest Crusade. Uh, we're hoping to be able to uh, rent a bus and uh, take everybody out who wants to be out there in the, from the Pasadena, Arcadia area. And if you'd like more information on that, on getting to the Harvest Crusade, you can be in church tomorrow morning and just uh, talk to Pastor Walter and uh, see what's going on about the bus. But uh, we want to encourage you for that. We also want to play a promotion for the Harvest Crusade. So here's a message from, uh, from Pastor Greg Laurie. 
It's the most important weekend of the year. For some who need to meet Christ, it could be the most important weekend of their lives. Pastor Greg Laurie brings an urgent gospel message. The gospel is only good news if it gets there on time. Bring a friend who needs to hear it to the Harvest Crusades, August 26 to 28, with music from Toby Mack. I was made to love you. I was made to Skillet. For King and Country. Holland. Bill Wickham. And America's worship leader, Chris Tomlin. It's the Harvest Crusades with Pastor Greg Laurie at Angel Stadium of Anaheim, August 26th through 28th. This is the opportunity you've been waiting for to perhaps see a friend or a loved one come to know Jesus Christ. Don't miss it. Get details at SoCal.Harvest.org. So next uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday will be the Harvest Crusade at Angel Stadium. Consider yourself invited. Uh, and, and here's the thing. Invite somebody who doesn't know the Lord. Just invite somebody. Bring somebody who doesn't know the Lord to Angel Stadium next uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, August 26th, 27th, and 28th. Uh, Angel Stadium, uh, the event is free uh, to get in. So uh, I think parking is $15, but the event is free. A lot of great music, a good, great word from, pres- from Pastor Greg. And like I said, bring a friend, bring a loved one, bring a relative, somebody who doesn't know the Lord. Bring them to the Harvest Crusade next Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. It's a great event uh, out at Angel Stadium. Uh, amen. Uh, if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have a prayer request, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you want to stand in the gap and just seek the Lord for what's, what, what, he's, what his desire is, what his will is for your life, uh, if you want to bring something before the Lord, if you have a loved one who needs prayer, we'd love the opportunity to pray with you. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in tonight. Also, if you have a Bible question, a Bible topic, something that's on your mind, something that's on your heart that you want to seek the Lord on, we'd love the opportunity to seek the the Word of God on your behalf to find the answer to your question. The number is 1-888-995-5552. Well, uh, we also want to mention that uh, this is a uh, listener-supported broadcast. If you uh, would please... Support us in prayer. Pray uh, that the Lord would bless this program, that the Lord would keep this program on the air and keep doing what we're doing here uh, on the Lord's behalf and just being a, a place of prayer, a place of refuge that the Lord can use to bless his people. And uh, would you pray this week to see if the Lord would have you uh, support us financially, if uh, the Lord puts it on your heart to support this uh, this this. This ministry and financially, you can uh, make your check or money order out to the Gypsy Christian Hour and send it into PO Box nine three nine one seven. That's PO Box nine three nine one seven, Pasadena, California nine one one zero nine. So just pray about it and see how the Lord would lead you. If the Lord would have you support us financially, uh, you can uh, uh, reach us at PO Box nine three nine one seven. Pasadena, California, 91109. Also, another exciting uh, uh, feature to the program now is we are on podcast. So if you want to listen to this program, if you can't listen to it live when we're on the air, uh, Saturday nights at midnight, you can just go to kkla.com and look for the podcast uh, bar. Click on that and you'll see us. So tell your friends and relatives if they can't listen to us uh, live on on uh, Saturday nights, you can listen to us uh, on the podcast page at kkla.com. Uh, that's kkla.com, and then look for the podcast. So visit the page, take a look, and uh, and enjoy the, the the podcast. We want to pray for some prayer requests. Uh, Leonard has a prayer, uh, prayer for a friend who uh, is going through cancer, so we want to keep Leonard uh, and his friend in prayer. We also want to pray for uh, Aaron and Joey Mitchell, that the Lord would uh, bless them with good results from their tests. We also want to pray for Teddy Nicholas, uh, who's uh, recovering uh, 
uh, from the, being in the hospital. Uh, we want to pray that the Lord strengthen his heart, and that the Lord would heal his heart. We also want to pray for Michael Mitchell and for Roly V and Sean and Denise. We want to pray for Wally and Nancy Mitchell, for Matilda and her family, for Nala, for Renee, who's recovering from a stroke in France. Uh, John Jace, who's going to be going for surgery uh, this coming Friday. We want to pray uh, God's blessing for for John Jason, his healing. I want to pray for Duyo in Phoenix, for Jimmy Alcantino, for Tony and Peter Nicholas, for Lawrence Evans, for Jeremiah, uh, who's recovering from an accident and from the burns from the accident. We want to pray for Ronnie and Sally, for Eddie and Nena, for the Mitchell family, for Harry and Sandra, for Sonny and Lily's granddaughter, for Frankie and Portland, Beaver and Lisa, uh, Baby Raphael, Shaggy and family, John Dimitro and family, Ellis family, for Amanda and for Steve Giovanno. We also want to pray for Yeso Midlow, for Mark Mitchell, for Debbie Mitchell, uh, for Debbie, Jimmy, and Nancy's, uh, Miller Marco, for Larry, uh, for Mary, Barbara, Rita, Nancy, and Donna, Sister Patricia, Pastor Steve Johnson, Pastor Safka, uh, Liska Johnson, and Rosie. We want to pray for Chunga, for Yanko, for Cookie Mitchell, for Bobby Evans, um, we also want to pray for Jimmy Nicholas, for John and T- Johnny and Tony Nicholas, for Natalie Grace, for Pastor Jojo, for the Adams family, Anthony Martin, Tony and Toby and Lisa, Ava, Diane, and Josie Christensen. We also want to pray for Isabel, Matilda's sister. So, Father, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord. We give you honor and glory because you are a God we can have confidence in. You are a God that we can come that we can come before in prayer and place our trust in our faith confidently, Lord, that you hear our prayers, confidently, Lord, that you know our lives, that you know our needs, that you know our desires, Father. And I just pray for each and every one of these prayer requests, Lord, that you would reach down and bless each and every life, Lord, that you would heal every sickness and every disease, Lord. You have the power, Lord. You have the power, the ability, and the desire, Lord. We know that your desire is to heal. We know that your desire, Lord, is to show your glory, to show your power, to show the world, Lord, that you exist, that you're alive, that you're with your people, that you're with us, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your desire. We thank you, Lord, for your ability because you do beyond what we ask, Lord. But we ask and we seek, Lord, your blessing, your healing, Lord, from sickness, from disease, Lord, from 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 relationship problems, from marriage problems, Lord. Lord, everything that the enemy would try to do to our families, to our lives, Lord, we come against in the name of Jesus because we have a God, Lord, who is stronger than, than the enemy, stronger than this world, stronger than the problems of this world. Lord, you are able to do abundantly and exceedingly beyond what we ask, Lord. But again, we ask and we seek, Lord, for your will to be accomplished in each and every life, Lord, that mentioned, we mentioned my name tonight, Lord, for each and every situation that we mentioned my name, Lord. For each and every sickness and disease, Lord, we desire a healing, Lord, a miraculous healing, Lord, a a healing that glorifies the name of Christ that can only be explained by the touch of a holy God who is able to do beyond what we ask. So, Father, we ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would touch each and every life, that your name would be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And if you have a desire to pray, if you have a desire to seek the Lord on someone's behalf, on your own behalf, on your family's behalf, call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on your calls tonight for your questions about the Bible, for your prayer requests. Let's seek the Lord. Let's go to our first call. Uh, we're going to talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, Sammy. How are you doing tonight? God bless doing you. Doing good. Doing good. Yes. How you guys doing? Yes. Okay. I need you to pray for some uh, prayer requests, please. Okay. Who can we pray for? Yes. Uh, August 18th, my grandfather, Jacques, went home to be with the Lord. Oh. Yeah, he died. And oh. then uh, today, my cousin Michael died at 46 year old. Wow. And it's terrible. Yeah, Jaco was an old man, but uh-huh. he died from cancer. We know he was going to die. But I got a phone call today and said my cousin died, Michael. So uh, keep Michael's family in prayer. Amen. And, you know, it's very bad, uh, Sam. You know, 46-year-old, very bad. Uh-oh. And if you could pray for my mother, like, to get the for God to take the pain out of her legs and mm-hmm. pray for Danny. You know Danny message. Yep. You know, 
Yeah, for him. Yeah, pray for him to get off the dub off, for God to help him, the Amen. addiction. For God to bless me and everything, you know what I mean, yes. Sammy? Oh, Father, we come before you, Mughadad. But first of all, Mughadad, we come before you, Lord, for the comfort of these families, Lord, that lost loved ones, Mughadad. I pray, Lord, that your peace, Lord, would be upon them, that your comfort would be upon them, Lord, that you would be their comfort, that you would be their peace, Lord, that you would just reach out and touch their life, Lord. Father, that you would just fill that place, Lord, of void, fill that place of mourning, Lord, fill that place, Lord, of hurt, Mughadad. I just pray for the that you just reach out and touch these families, Lord, and comfort them and give them peace, Lord. I pray for Jeremiah and his family, Lord, for his mother, for for his needs, for their needs, for their desires, Lord. I pray for Daddy Mugodel. So we just pray, Lord, your that your perfect will would be accomplished Amen. totally and completely in Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, God Thank bless you, Sammy. God bless you. God bless you, you Jeremiah. We'll talk to you later. God bless. Okay, Sammy. Good night. Thank you. And let's go to our next caller and talk to Kenny. Hey there. Hi, Kenny. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, um, so I had a I had a question for you, and I don't know. I don't listen often to this particular program, so I don't know what your stance is. Okay. But I have some friends um, that have been telling me about Calvinism. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with that? A little bit. Okay, so uh, basically they keep trying to convert me and anyone they talk to at church. Mm-hmm. And they bring up all these points, and uh, I'm just not—I I guess I'm just not an expert at that subject. And I was curious to know if you had any scripture in mind that um, basically refutes or presents—or I don't know—points out like that that doctrine is not sound. They're trying to say that God predestined people to go straight to hell. Right. Well, here's the thing: yeah. we all know that predestination and election are in scripture god right. definitely predestines and he elects the, mm-hmm. the 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 problem with calvinism or what i see as the problem is calvinism is on what basis does god predestine and on what basis does god elect uh i mean uh, romans the the eighth chapter tells us that 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 god predestines that god is elected you know uh, those he is called he is predestined you know, but he has. But on what basis has God predestined? You know, predestiny. It, to, to say that God predestines, I mean, just the, the 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 doctrine of predestination is this. You know that that your God knows your future. God knows your destination. You know, God knows where you're going to end up before you do. God sees through the corridors of of of, of time. God transcends time. You know, we're not. God is not limited to time and space the way we are. We see the we see the present and we see the past, whereas God sees the past, present, and the future. So, on what basis does God predestine? Calvinism says that on his that, that God just predestines in a cavalier way. He see some he predestines to heaven and some he predestines to hell. But I don't believe that that's true. I believe that God predestines on the basis of his foreknowledge. He knows what you're going to do. He knows if you're going to when when and if you're going to receive the blessings of grace and mercy, when you're going to when and if you're going to receive Christ as your savior, if you're going to respond to his grace. You see, there's another problem with with Calvinism is they say that grace is irresistible. Well, you know, we see you know, thousands of, of people, millions of people that don't receive grace, that don't receive God's uh, uh, gift of salvation. So it's not that does God predestine, it's on what basis does God predestine. You know, Calvinism says that there's, you know, God predestines just on, on, on his own whim, you know, that ca- cavalierly, or I don't, I don't know the word, the right word to, to, to use in this situation, but that God just predestines according to his uh, desire at the time, his will at the time, you know. So we know that God predestines. We don't know how God predestines or how He elects. You know, the the elect. Uh, you know, and, and here's another problem with Calvinism. They say that Christ only died for the elect. Well, who were the elect? The elect are those who would receive Christ. But did God elect them on the basis of 
of their decision, or did God base elect them on the basis of his predil, you know, of his of his of, of of his predestination? So predestination and election are are um, uh, in the Bible. We see that God predestines and elects, but the argument is on what basis does God predestine? I believe that God knows what you're going to do before you do it, and He elects you according to what he knows you're going to do, what he knows what's in your heart, how and when you will receive Christ or whether you won't receive Christ. So does that make sense, Kenny? Yeah, yeah, it does. And um, if I may just ask, can you, uh, a prayer request, can you please um, pray for healing my family? Amen. Um, and uh, like, like physical healing for some people in my family, like miraculous Amen. Well, Father, we let's. Do you want to mention them by name? Do you want to just mention who who you want to pray for, or just pray for uh, your it's, family? It's, it's, it's a couple people. Yeah, yeah, just my family in general. Well, Father, we 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 come before you on behalf of Kenny Lord, and I, for, Father, we bring this 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 doctrine before you, Lord. That's that that's coming to Kenny Lord, and that sometimes is very confusing, Lord. The doctrine of predestination and election, Lord, we know that you elect those to be saved, that you predestined all of us to be saved, Lord. For God so loved the world, you said in your in your word, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him would be saved and that none would perish. You predestined, Lord, the world to be saved, but not everyone is saved, Lord, because of our decision whether to receive or reject Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would just open our eyes to salvation, that you would open our eyes, Lord, to doctrine, that you would open our eyes, Lord, and take the confusion away, Lord. But I pray, Lord, that we would be so founded on your word, Lord, that nothing would shake us from our belief and our trust in an awesome and mighty God who loves everyone so much that you sent your Son to die for the entire world, Lord. Mm-hmm. But the tragedy is not the entire world will receive Christ. So we pray for those, Lord, who haven't received Christ and that will receive Christ through your word, through the preaching of your word, through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray for Kenny and his family, Lord. Lord, that those in need of a miraculous healings, Lord, would receive miraculous healings from an awesome and mighty God. Lord, I pray, Lord, for those who are sick and those who are ill and those who are suffering, Lord, in Kenny's family, that you would just touch them, Lord, with the power of your grace and your mercy, with the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would touch them and that you would bless them and that you would bring them, Lord, to the healing, to the healing that they need, that they desire. Lord, I pray your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, God bless you, Kenny. And I would, uh, you know, I would, I would encourage you to keep studying, to keep seeking, you know, the Lord, and to keep seeking in His Word uh, the difference between uh, Calvinism and Arminianism, and you know where the Bible talks about predestination and election in the Word, because God has His desire is that all would receive Christ, but the tragedy is not everyone will receive Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him you know, should not perish but have eternal life. God gave his son, and now it's our choice whether to receive the gift of grace or not. Uh, Calvin, Calvinism says that, that you're predestined already to, 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 to either receive Christ or not to receive Christ. That is beyond your will. But we have a free will, and God honors man's free will. And he gives us that ability to receive and accept or to deny and reject Jesus Christ. Okay? Yeah, thank you. I hope also that... A... Go ahead. Just to add, like in Acts 17.30, it says, God commands all people everywhere to repent. And that was where I got stuck, because they're trying to tell me that, you know, God made certain people so that they're in capable of repenting. I'm just like, why would God command them to repent? Right. Why does... Why does repent. Right. Well, why would God sacrifice his son on the cross for only only for those who would receive him? I mean, they say that, that Jesus only died for the elect, 
But the Bible doesn't tell us that. The Bible tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his son. He gave his son for the entire world. And how many scriptures shows and tells us that, that God is reaching out through Jesus Christ to the entire world, to, to all of humanity? You know, he, 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 in, in, in Romans and in Corinthians and, and all through uh, the Bible, God is reaching out to the entire world. You know, so the, you know, there, there, there's very little on the five points of Calvinism that that I that I agree with. You know, I I appreciate you know Calvinism and I appreciate you know their 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 teachings and and all of that. But there's so much of, of Calvinism that I just don't agree with uh, in their five points: uh, the the tulip, the uh, total depravity of man, uh, the uh, uh, limited atonement. Uh, and 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 the, the five points, the tulip, uh, unlimited. Um, I forget I forget the the exact phraseology, but the uh, uh, the limited depravity. total depravity, um, unlimited uh, election or something like that. I forget what it is. Unconditional yeah. election, you know, and things like that. But you know, it's just you know, there's a reformed Calvinism which is closer to what we believe, but just. You know, there's just just so much there that that that, that, that I don't you know, and I don't you know the, the irresistible graces and something else that I don't agree with. You know, I re- I believe that you can resist grace, you can resist the offer of grace that God gives humanity. But God has given us the opportunity. God has given us that invitation. God has given it to all men, to to everyone, and He's given them the invitation to come and receive Christ. Okay, Kenny. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, God bless. You too. Good night. Okay, let's go to our next call and talk to Marion. Hi, Marion, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Yeah, yeah. I have a question. Um, Pastor Sam, what would you what would you say to a person who would with whom you would share the the gospel and the scriptures from the Bible from Moses, from Mm -hmm. Genesis all the way to Revelation? And the other person will tell you, but you know what? Before Moses wrote anything, uh, there were other scriptures in different religion that existed before even Moses existed, before even Abraham existed. Mm-hmm. Do you, can you explain to me, is there anything that that's older scriptures than the Bible or not? Because that makes me confused. Well, if somebody... Yeah, it depends on what you mean by, by scriptures. I mean, scripture, you know, it says that all scripture is inspired by God. We have that in, 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 in the New Testament, in, in, in I believe it's uh, Peter or, or Timothy, uh, says that all scripture is God-breathed. All scripture comes from the very uh, breath of God. God has breathed into the Bible his, his words, his, his, his message to, to man. So scripture is the inspired word of God. If you're asking me, is there any inspired uh, uh, scriptures before Moses, before the Bible, I would say no. Are there writings? Yes, there are writings that were written. You know, there are ancient writings, but there's no ancient scriptures before Moses. Moses, uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. We believe that Job was written before uh, 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 Moses. We believe that Job was the first uh, book that was written uh, that's in the Bible. Okay, we believe that Job actually lived around the time uh, that Abraham lived, but there's no, there's no, you know, uh, proving that. But we believe that Job is the oldest book in the Bible. But are there scriptures that were written before Job or written before Moses? No, there are no writings that are considered scripture uh, before before the Bible. It just it doesn't doesn't exist. Uh, the 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 oldest. Uh, manuscripts that we have found that have been found have been found in the the Valley of Qumran, the Dead Sea Scrolls, and they're actually 800 years earlier than any other uh, uh, manuscripts that we have. We don't have any of the originals, uh, anything that was. We don't have the original writings of Moses. We don't have the original writings of Job or of, uh, right. of the, the prophets. But we have manuscripts, and we have very old and ancient manuscripts. Uh, there are also ancient writings, but there's nothing more ancient than what we have for Scripture. Scripture is what we have in the Bible. You see, because I was trying to, to, to talk to someone, and that someone told me that, you see, the Bible, uh, the, the Scriptures 
uh, already existed prior to the Bible, and the Bible uh, uh, borrowed the scriptures from the original that existed before the Bible existed, actually. Mm. So he was trying to see something like, you know what, the Bible is not complete because there is more original scriptures before the Bible was written, and the Bible borrowed from their scripture. I was like, mm. well... Well, that's not true. Know. That's just not, you know, you have to say, okay, show me. All right, mm. you, you're make, they're making the statement, uh, would you please show me what scriptures you're talking about? Because to use the word scripture means inspired word of God, the inspired word of God. All scripture is is inspired by God, the Bible tells us. It's right, God-breathed. Right. You know. So would you please show me what scriptures you're talking about? What writings are you talking about? And when you say that the Bible borrowed from other uh, 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 writings, please show me what you're talking about so we can have an honest discussion and so I might have the, the, the opportunity to look at what you're talking about. I mean, people can make whatever statements they want, but right. you know, the, the two questions... That, that, that I ask is, you know, what do you mean by that? When they say, when there's scriptures, other scriptures besides the Bible, okay, well, what do you mean by that? Okay, show me what you're talking about. And then right. the second question is, so, and how did you come to that conclusion? What brought you to that uh, uh, belief that the Bible took from other uh, 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 writings why do you say that the, the, that the Bible took from other writings? Show me what brought you to that understanding of, so we can have a, a, a really coherent uh, and logical uh, conversation about what you're talking about. Because anybody can make whatever statements they want. You know, right. But, but right. only we have the Bible to show the basis of where we place our faith. You understand? Exactly. We have the writings of Moses. We have the writings of the prophets. We have all the prophecies about Jesus Christ that were fulfilled in the New Testament. You understand what I'm saying? We have scriptures that are actually talking about events that actually happened. And they're proof, you know, the, the things that happen in the Bible are proven through scripture, through prophecy, through archaeology, you know, through other manuscripts, you know, we're not just relying on one set of manuscripts, we're relying on over 6,500 uh, uh, different uh, evidences of manuscripts uh, for, for, for the Bible. There are more ancient manuscripts for the Bible than there are for any other ancient work besides the Bible. Any book. So no other religious book, let's say like uh, the the more uh, the, uh, the Buddhist people, nobody has the beginning of the creation like Moses wrote. Right? No, nobody you have has. you have you have the the writings of Buddha, okay. You right. have the writings of Hinduism, mm -hmm. but where show me where the Bible borrows from Hinduism or the Bible borrows from Buddha because Buddha lived. After the Bible was written, you understand what right. I'm saying? Right. You know, I, I forget exactly what what the timeline was, but you know, Buddha lived after the Bible was written. You know, I don't right. know about when when the the books of of Hinduism was written, but why would you say that the Bible borrows from Hinduism? You, know, you have to show me because there are uh, uh, many uh, ways to refute. The, the claims of Hinduism, the claims of Buddha. I mean, uh, when you look at, 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 at what, Bud, what Buddhism teaches, what Hinduism teaches, it just doesn't make sense. You know, when, right. you, look at, when you look at science, and when you look at uh, uh, archaeology, when you look at all the evidence that there is, only uh, uh, the, 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 the Bible stands up to criticism. Right. So, Pastor, last question. So, there is no other religious book that would ever exist since the creation of the world that was that would that would have the beginning of creation, like Moses wrote, like in the beginning God created the world, right? So, no other religious book has this kind of beginnings. As, well, no, there uh, there are there are other explanations for the beginning of the universe. In Hinduism, it says that one I forget which god took the head of another god and cut the the head off of another god and formed uh the 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 earth from that god's head i mean i oh my. i believe that that's that's the one of the the uh, uh uh beliefs of hinduism and if if i'm oh. mistaken somebody can call and 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 they can uh, uh, uh refute what i'm saying or correct me 
But yeah. you know, there are other accounts of how the world was created, but it just doesn't make, it just doesn't make sense, and it doesn't uh, uh, it doesn't you know uh, compare to the Bible right. and science. Right, right. I mean, we mm-hmm. have uh, explanations in science for how the world, uh, how the universe was created. And we have the explanation in Genesis, and only the explanation in Genesis and science can 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 be uh, can be lined up together. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Only yeah. only a divine creator can explain the Big Bang. You know? Do you understand right. what I'm saying? I mean, if yeah. you if yeah. you go to the Institute for Creation Research. And you uh-huh. look at the things that they've written and how the Bible lines up with the evidence for creation, how the universe came into existence. Because you know, there's only three explanations for 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 the existence of the universe, and one is that it's just uh, the one of one of the explanations is that it's all just a big dream. Nothing really exists, and it's just in our mind. It's we're we're just uh, figments of our own imagination. That, right. that the universe doesn't really exist. Or the, 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 the other explanation is that there was a beginning to the universe. Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, but, and, still, and only the explanation yeah. in Genesis can be lined up with creation and science. Right, right. And the very last question, so our Bible... I can claim, I can claim with authority to anybody I, I confess Christ to, I can say, you know what, no other religious book that ever exists on the face of this planet has any prophecy fulfilled as, as the Holy Bible only, right? So well, no other. There's no other. there's no other book in the world that is so accurate in its prophecies. Okay, as, as every prophecy, every prophecy that was prophesied in the Old Testament concerning Jesus was mm-hmm. totally and completely 100% fulfilled. Every prophecy in the Old Testament concerning cities or towns and things that events that were going to happen actually did happen. The only prophecies that we haven't seen fulfilled yet are the prophecies concerning eschatology or the end times or what's right. going to happen at, at the apocalypse or the the end of the world. Right, right. But you can be confident that the Bible is accurate. The Bible has explainable. Uh, I mean, the, the the Bible is so accurate, and so uh, you can see how explainable. And and and, and I don't know how, how else to say it, but the Bible you can confirm through evidence, through manuscript evidence, through archaeological evidence, through the, the through the through the evidence of of of. of uh, uh, laws and statistics. I mean, there's no way that the Bible can't be true or isn't true. Right. So no other religious book has what we have in the Bible. No other religious writing has what we have in the Bible. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Thank you very much, Pastor. Okay, Mary. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Thanks you for your call. No problem. Good night. Good night. Oh, interesting calls tonight, though, with, with questions. We have another question. Um I don't I don't know I don't Munchi I'm not sure what the name but let's get, Hi who am I talking to? Munchi? Munchi. Hey Munchi, how can we help you tonight? Uh yes, I was at this Bible study and they were doing the book of Revelation chapter 5. Okay. And uh on verses 13 it talks about the creatures, but let me take it to verse 11 so that we get the whole picture. Uh-huh. This is what it says. It says, verse 11, Then I looked and I heard uh, the voice of many angels around the throne, uh, the living creatures, the living creatures and uh, the elders, and the number of them with 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Verse 12, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. 13, here it is. Mm-hmm. And every creature which is in the heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne 
and to the Lamb forever and ever. 14. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. Mm-hmm. And the 24 elders fell down. Now, my question was to the pastor is that these these creatures here, are they God's created like, like, like not humans, because mm-hmm. in verses uh, 11, it talks about the elders, it talks about mm-hmm. angels and the living creatures. Right. But can you explain to me uh, on 13, who are these creatures? Well, what you're seeing is you're seeing a picture of the end times and what's uh-huh. going on in heaven. And God created angels, uh, yeah. Murchie, and he created different types of angels. Yes. The Bible calls... Uh, there's archangels, Gabriel, okay. Michael, the archangels. They're, they're, they're the only angels that have that are named uh, by names, Michael and, and Gabriel. They are the archangels, or they are the highest form of angels. And it's thought that actually Lucifer was an archangel at one time yeah. before his yeah. fall. So yeah. we have the archangels. And then you have the cherubim, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe this is talking about the cherubim. And they, these were special angels that were uh, dealing with the holiness of God. It says that uh, they had six wings, and with uh, two wings they flew, and with two wings they covered their feet. And you know, and there, these are certain other types of, of angels that were created. So we have different types of angels. And I believe that that's what we're talking about. You know, the living creatures. You know, uh-huh. that they are the angels of God. But there are different types of angels. You know, yeah. there are rank and file angels that 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 go out and. That says that God gives them as our as our guardian angels. So there are all types of angels. We don't okay. see we don't see all the types because we don't understand okay. uh, a, a lot of what the of, 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 of what the Bible doesn't. Well, what the Bible doesn't tell us is give us a lot of uh, uh, information on this. But the uh-huh. Bible does show us that there are different types of angels, uh, uh-huh. archangels, cherubims, seraphims, and then there's the regular angels that are the messengers of God, and the you know. The that, that, that's what the word angel means. It means messenger, yes, the messenger uh-huh. of God. That that God uses angels to 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 do His will, and He uses angels to to guard over His children. So he gives Amen. us guardian angels. So I believe yeah. that that's what it's talking about. The different types of angels, the uh, the four living creatures. It also talks about the twenty four elders that yes. that fell down before the Lamb. But the the the, the message is that everything, every every creature in heaven, every creature on the earth, every creature under the earth will be saying, "Worthy are you to take the book." You know, worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lord, and just, just acknowledging God's holiness and His sovereignty and and who He is. Amen. Amen. Yes. Well, I hope that helps. Wow. Yes, it did. Well, I want to thank you very much, because like I say, I had to ask you, and that was a good answer. Well, thank you. I want you. to thank you. Well, God bless okay. you, my friend. Thanks for your call okay. tonight. Okay, God bless your ministry. Bye-bye. Good night. Wow, lots of good calls tonight on questions. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for their calls. So we're going to get into the Word right now, and we're going to seek the, the Lord for His Word. Uh, tonight's Word uh, came to me this uh this last week, and the Lord just gave me a word as I was as I was meditating and seeking the Lord, and He gave me this word "nominal Christianity," and the word "nominal" uh, is is a strange word. It's not a word we use very often, but "nominal Christianity" means uh, the word "nominal" means existing as something in name only, not real, not actual, a very small amount, and that's something. You know, that that is the true essence of nominal a very small amount being so small or trivial as to be a mere token just a token uh you know charge you think of uh well how much did it cost it was just they just charged a nominal fee just to charge something and the basic understanding of this word a nominal christianity means a christian in name only a nominal christian a christian who listen to this a christian who does the least to be a christian you know i can't tell you how many times i've been asked you know how much can a a christian sin and still get into heaven you know these are the signs of a nominal christian if you're asking this question if this is what's on your mind if this is what's in your heart then consider, then this is a nominal christian you know another synonym uh that we that means nominal is basic the least the minimum you know basically a nominal christian is someone who wants the most but does the least 
a nominal Christian, somebody who wants the most, wants to get to heaven, wants to be in God's kingdom, wants to be a part of God's family, but does the least, is not willing to do anything, not willing to, to, give, to give themselves completely and totally to God. You know, and if we have time, I'd like to look at some examples of nominal Christians or nominal examples of the Bible. In Luke 8, it talks about uh, how the, the sower went out and sowed his seed, but uh, some, the seed fell on rocky soil. You know, it says, those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear, they receive the word with joy, and have, but have no firm root. They have no firm belief. They believe for a while, but in the time of temptation, fall away. Nominal Christians have no root. They have no foundation. And when temptation comes, they give in and fall away. Nominal Christians are the Christians who say the best way to deal with temptation is to give in to it. But that's not true. That's not the best way to give in to temptation. No, that's not the way to get rid of temptation. The best way to get rid of temptation is to overcome temptation. But nominal Christians can't because they have no root in the Word. The Word hasn't taken root in their life. There's no foundation of the Word of God in their heart, in their souls. You know, so this is a nominal Christian, somebody who hears the Word and receives it for a little while, but when temptation comes, they give in to it and fall away. Another example of, a nominal, of, nom, of nominal is Luke, the sixth chapter. It says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them, I will show you who he is like. He is like a man building a house who's dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when the flood occurred, when the torrent burst against the house, it could not take it, it could not shake it, because he had built it well on a good foundation. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like a man who built a house on the ground without any foundation, and the torrent came and burst against it, and immediately it collapsed, and the ruin of the house was great. Trials and temptations Trials and temptations come to all Christians, but the nominal Christian has done nothing to prepare for what the world throws at us. You know, like I said, trials and temptations come to all Christians. There's no way you're going to get out of this world. There's no way you're going to get through this world without going through trials and temptations. But the Christian who's founded in God's love and his grace and his mercy has prepared by seeking the Lord, by having a relationship with him, by, by giving his all into the Lord, he's prepared for those temptations, for those trials that come about. The nominal Christian has done nothing, nothing about that. You know, there's a, in, in Matthew 18, it talks about the, the unforgiving servant. He was forgiven so much, but when it came his chance to, to forgive, he didn't forgive, he didn't forgive the slave. This man was happy to receive grace. He was happy to receive mercy, but he never learned how to give forgiveness, how to give mercy. You know, and in, in, and in Matthew, it tells us about a man who tried to get into the, to the, to the, uh, the wedding without wedding clothes. He tried to get into the wedding on his own. He didn't enter by the bridegroom. He tried his own way. The point is, the kingdom isn't for those who want the most, but will only do the least. The kingdom is for those who love the king and are willing to follow and obey his every word. John 14, Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. A nominal Christian, somebody who's will, who wants the most but does the least, a nominal Christian isn't all in or all out. A nominal Christian uh, is somewhere in between being all in and all out. He's not living a, a life of, of uh, 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 he's not living a life of sinfulness but not living a life of righteousness either. Not totally in the world, but not totally out of the world either. Not totally in the world, but not totally in Christ either. Another term for this would be lukewarm, neither hot nor cold. And Jesus says in Revelation 3.15, I know your deeds that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You know, with God, there's no in-between. 
You're either all in or you're all out. Christianity is not something uh, of There's no Burger King Christianity. You can't have it your way. You know, Burger King had this big uh, uh, promotion years ago that you can have it your way. Order it your way. Get it your way. Well, Christianity is not like that. Christianity isn't have it your way. It's God's way. God's way is the way and the only way. Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus said that it's only through him that we come to the Father. It's only through him that we're saved. You can't have Christianity your way. It's God's way. It's not about doing the least possible. Jesus didn't come to pay as least as possible. He came and he gave his all. He gave everything he had on the cross. He gave his life. He gave his total being. He gave himself over completely to be mistreated, to be scorned, to be ridiculed, to be uh, 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 nailed on that cross and tortured. He came to give us his all. He didn't come to give us a nominal life. He came to give us the abundant life. Jesus didn't come to give you a a nominal life, the least possible life. He came to give you the abundant life. John 10.10 says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. When Christ came to give us so much, why do we settle for so little? Why are Christians so ready to settle for so little today? The nominal life, the least amount possible, the least amount possible to do. Well, I'll go to church on Sunday, but the rest of the week is my own. No, every day of the, the every day of the week is the Lord's. Every day of the week we give ourselves to God. Every day of the week we're, we're all into Christ, totally, completely, one hundred percent. We need to be totally and completely surrendered to God, all in. My question is, why are so many Christians willing to settle for so little when God has so much to give? You know, Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do it. It's not what you can do for yourself. It's what Christ can do for you. Delight yourself in the Lord. Give yourself totally over to God. And he will give you the desires of your heart when you commit your way. Commit yourself to God. Be all in. Philippians 4 says, And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God will supply all of your needs. God will give you everything you need. Not out of the the, the, the nominal that he has, the least that he has. No, out of his riches and glory. Matthew tells us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. Proverbs says, it is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. And then Psalm 35 says, let him shout for joy and rejoice, who favor in my vindication. And let them say continually, the Lord be magnified, who delights in the prosperity of of his servant. God delights in the prosperity, in your prosperity, in giving you prosperity. God didn't and doesn't hold back anything from us. He gave and continues to give us all his all for all of us. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for for the nominal Christian life. Don't be a nominal Christian. Be all in. Surrender to him totally and completely. Would you pray with me right now? Lord, I commit myself totally and completely to you. No longer to be a nominal Christian, but to be totally given to you, totally surrendered to you. I rededicate my life to you right now, Father, and I seek the abundant life, the abundant life in Christ, Lord, that you would give me now and forever, Lord, that I would live in your grace and your mercy and your strength and your power. I pray, Lord, to be changed, to be renewed, to be restored in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, As you can tell by the music in the background, we're finished for tonight. But don't forget, we'll be back next week right here on KKLA. Don't forget to visit our podcast at kkla.com, podcast bar, and you'll see us there. Also, don't forget about the Harvest Crusade next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then we'll be back here. God bless you, and good night.
And coming live from the Frank Pastore Studio B, the Gypsy Christian Hour. It was sponsored by GCH Ministries here on 99.5 KKLA. And if you would like to contact GCH Ministries, their mailing address is P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California, 91109. Again, that's GCH Ministries, P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California, 91109. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.